In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Jesus had great love for his friends, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Their relationship was deep as friends can be, almost like family. The human side of Jesus was particularly on the surface in this relationship. Grief-stricken Mary and Martha expressed the height of their emotions with him. Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. They both confronted Jesus with the same question, same words. They cried out in desperation, just like the psalmists cry out. When Jesus saw Mary weeping, he began to weep. His grief in the loss of his friend is right before our eyes and reveals his humanity. Jesus' return to Judea to awaken Lazarus from the dead was a profound act of love, love that surpasses human understanding. With this act, Jesus faced Jerusalem and his own death on a cross. For this was the act of love that John's Gospel writer points to as the cause of Jesus' death. Differing from the Synoptic Gospels, John's Gospel reveals this as the cause of the raising of Lazarus back to life, that act which incited those who were plotting against Jesus. This becomes clear in the verses a little bit beyond the text that we had this morning. Knowing full well the consequences of his actions and hearing clearly the objections of his disciples, Jesus chose the high risk of returning to Judea, despite an earlier narrow escape. Despite their own trepidations, Thomas and the disciples follow along with Jesus. As Thomas said, let us go that we may die with him. When Jesus arrives in Bethany, we heard that Lazarus had died four days earlier. There's an interesting conversation that goes on between Jesus and Martha. In some of the other stories, we hear more of a conversation between Jesus and Mary. But this first one between Jesus and Martha, where Jesus tells her that Lazarus will rise again, and he says, I know that he will rise again. She says, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Martha responded in the depth of her Jewish tradition, professing a final resurrection in the Messianic age, an idea that points back to what we just heard in the reading from Ezekiel, Ezekiel's vision of the dry bones taking on life. God reveals to Martha these words, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus said. And Martha responds, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. The scene then changes, and now Mary enters the story and emotions rise. Mary came weeping and was followed by the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her. Those Jews were also weeping and seeing the tears of all, Jesus was greatly disturbed and also wept 
or his friend. It is through this act that many come to believe in Jesus as the resurrection and the life is a point of belief and of conflict. Those who witness Lazarus's return to life see and they believe. Those who wish to destroy Jesus continue to work with vigor. It's a story at the heart of our belief as Easter people. It's a story where religious authorities didn't agree. So today's story is one of Jesus's saving a life that leads to his own death, according to John's gospel writer. Jesus profoundly shows us his vulnerability, his compassion, and his love for his friends. Jesus's humanity is brought to a new height. The tension between life and death is so raw in this encounter of Jesus with his friends and his followers. The tension between life and death is very raw among us today, especially as we hear about the tragedies that surround us. Whether that'll be, that would be the, the tragic killing of a Wilton person named Red this week, young father, whether it be the war in Ukraine, senseless gun violence, earthquakes and other natural disasters, the Mississippi tornadoes in the past 24 hours, violence in Israel-Palestine, strikes in Syria, or the, or the deaths that touch our own lives closely. The list of tragedies in our time is endless. And there's so many tragedies that paint a picture of what some scholars have called a cultural indifference to death cultural indifference to death. Sometimes we are numb to what we hear. That indifference to death stands in tension with what we hear in today's story where Jesus brings life and says, I am the resurrection and the life. In my reading this week there, I found all sorts of wonderings about what happened to Lazarus after his rising or about the relationship between Lazarus and Jesus. There's a 2016 novel by Richard Zimler called The Gospel According to Lazarus that tells the story of Lazarus and Jesus as childhood friends who would have grown up together. The Eastern tradition reveals that Lazarus might have lived another 30 years after his rising and was appointed by Paul and Barnabas to be an early bishop in modern-day Cyprus. The Western tradition has Lazarus as a bishop in Marseille in France. Who knows what actually happened to Lazarus? The story of Lazarus lives on in our liturgy in the burial office in the prayers of the people. We hear these familiar words as the prayers of the people begin, Lord, You consoled Mary and Martha in their distress. Draw near to us who mourn for a name and dry the tears of those who weep. Lord, hear us, Lord. You raise the dead to life. Give our sister or brother eternal life. Hear us, Lord. I was reminded of that yesterday afternoon at the funeral of a priest friend 
in Niantic, who died, she died this week, Paige Rogers. The celebration of her life included the presence of five bishops and somewhere around 25 of us clergy. And all of us were invited to stand in the chancel at the time of commendation around Paige's ashes, just as we surround a new priest when, when they are ordained. We, as the bishop is laying hands on the new priest, clergy there, priests there are invited to come and lay hands along with the bishop. Our prior prayers remind us of the ways that Jesus consoles us in our sorrow, pointing to the story of Lazarus. What the story of Lazarus does is to invite us to think about new life that is ours each day. Each day we're given one more day, one more day for new joys and new possibilities. One writer this week, as I was reading, called that new life Lazarus life. We are indeed gifted with life and reminded of that poignantly with today's story of Lazarus. Most of us take so much for granted. Our faith calls us to be keenly aware of the blessings of life and all its blessedness and giftedness. God gives us life to live fully no matter what our circumstance. So I invite you to wonder about this thing called Lazarus life, the Lazarus life we are given. What will you do with your Lazarus life? each new day with intention. Lazarus was resuscitated. He was brought back to life. It's a little different than the resurrection of Jesus, but his Lazarus' death points us to the resurrection that we'll soon be celebrating. And yet I think we're called to think about this Lazarus life that's before us. What will you do with your Lazarus life? Amen.